And we're off. And we're off. Okay, well, big geek news this week is the Disney buying Lucasfilms for $4 billion, that's right, billion with a B, dollars. That's awesome. I actually have to admit, I'm actually kind of, kind of glad about it. At first, I was like, holy crap, I can just see, like I said, you know, Darth Vader with Mickey ears now. <laughs> but, you know, in the long run, I do remember that didn't Epcot have, no, it was Universal that had a Star Wars ride. Mm-hmm. But, again, four words, Star Wars theme park. Because <laughs> you know it's just going to come. There's right. that. Then you have, you know, everything that they acquired, which is um, Skywalker Sound, uh, Industrial Light Magic. I mean, they, they pretty much, Lucas just went, hey, you know, I don't feel like doing this anymore. Here you go. Well, you know, I mean, I thought about it. It made sense because he gets criticized about every film he does. Yes. And it's like, who's going to criticize Disney? Everyone still will, but Disney does, Disney's so used to that now. They don't care. But also, too, I think that Disney wanted this buy because it captures the one market they never had, young boys. If you think about it. Right, because they have all the princesses. They princesses, have all the princesses. For... They shove the princesses down your throat. Every Disney film that has a princess or a girl, it's catered towards little girls. Now you got Star Wars, so now you can start catering to the little boys. I mean, they're, they're doing it with TV, with the Disney XD. Right. So why not, like, have, if you have Star Wars, it's easier to sell a Star Wars theme park than a Ben 10 theme park. Right. You know, because everyone loves Star Wars. So it's like the little kid gets happy, the dad gets happy, you know, the only side, only the only side. I say when I say negative impact of that is, is how are they going to handle it? Are they going to? I mean, I, I know. Okay, yeah, they they said they're making a new trilogy. Going to be a, first one's going to be out by twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Totally new story, right? Based on the storyline that Lucas already had mapped out, which again goes right back to me hearing as a kid that after four, five, and six were done, he said he actually had one through nine. You right. Know? Actually, I even heard, you know, through 12. Really? You know, yeah. And it was all, and back then, he stated it all had to do around, it was this, it was this world from the views of the droids, R2 and 3PO. Right. So when they made the second trilogy and it was all Darth Vader centric I was like but what about the droids which you know again I'm not a fan of the fact that Darth Vader built 3PO right and out of all this time okay yeah sure they wiped out 3PO's memory <laughs> but they didn't wipe out R2's memory and C3PO can understand what R2 said and at no point in time did R2 go hey guys guess what this guy here big gold dude who talks a lot, Vader made him because he's Anakin Skywalker. Not once. I mean, I understand he's an attitude, but come on. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that, you know, like, I think what they'll do is they kind of like the, the Marvel marketing of it, the aspect of it, where they don't really do too much. They just go, Marvel, yeah, we own you, but go ahead, make your movies, write your stories, but you got to go through us to, to approve it. Right. And I, I think because, like, with Josh Wheaton and, and the Avengers, how could you, you know, go wrong, you know, kind of thing. And that, to me, that was a risk there because yeah. Avengers was not like, like oh, like everybody, like I'm, I love Captain America, or I love Iron Man, you well, know, kind I, of thing. Everybody wants Spider-Man or the right. X-Men. or All you know. the stuff that, that Marvel sold to other studios years ago. Right. But I think, 
at the time because Marvel wasn't Disney didn't own Marvel when they started with Iron Man you know all that it wasn't until like somewhere midway through this big picture idea than when Disney bought because um, the Avengers is the first movie out of the Disney lot right so I think the reason why the Avengers works so well is because the other six films or five films if you don't want to include Incredible Hulk they worked so well together they right. made money so that when the time came for the Avengers, Disney pretty much didn't have to sell it that bad. Right. You know, granted, I don't think they're going to have to sell Star Wars either because, again, it's it's Star Wars. You mm-hmm. know, all you do is throw Star Wars out there and people are going to come see it just so they can go, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I mean, regardless, I mean, you're going to have more haters probably going to see this than you are people who appreciate it. I don't know. I mean... I mean, I'm excited about it. It just depends how much marketing they would do between now and 2015 on Star Wars. Plus, also, too, I mean, everyone wants to look at the movies, but just think about all the other rights. I mean, who has the toy deal? Like, I don't think Lucas sold that part of the business, because I don't think that's... I mean, maybe under Lucasfilm's LTD, but I don't know what kind of... I don't think Disney has control of that. I mean... I'm sure they get a cut. Maybe I mean, or or Lucas did. I get you know twenty five percent. Right, and I believe that would be smart if he got all the rights like he did for the original right. trilogy. You yeah. know, kind of thing. And that's why, like I said, this, they're making a big deal about the him donating the four billion dollars to charity. Well, first it's his own charities, which is granted, it's nice, it's good, it goes back into education and stuff like that. But I think it is self serving because the you know the government tax breaks on giving away a large, large chunk of money is greater than you know putting it down as an income. Yeah, but even though he sold it, and this is the thing that kind of boggles the mind a little bit, is the fact is, is that he's got to be making something off of this. Sure. Like, even though he sold the rights to Disney, he's got to make like So if he then donates $4 billion without, like, breaking a sweat, because I'd be like, right. I'd be crapping my pants. Right. Yeah, like, hey, here's four, four billion. Four billion? Uh, yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah. Like, like, it's like taking the check that Disney gave it, balled up, threw it in the trash. Exactly. <laughs> and then, But it's just like, how much more is he going to make after the fact? Like, is he going to make a cut off the toys in well, the church? Well, plus also he's going to be creative consultant for the new trilogy. He'll probably, until he dies, people are going to go to him for Star Wars right. to ask him. So he can just start charging a, a flat rate. You know, oh, you're making another Star Wars movie? I'll take 2% of the gross. Right. You know, as my as my fee to have my name attached to it at this point. So if it makes, a, you know, a billion dollars, he here's, there's no way he's losing money on this deal. Well, how much? How much? How many billions did Adventures make? It made. Uh, well, I think it, I, I know it. Hit, I know it hit the billion mark, or right. came real close to it. So no, you, it, it hit the billion mark. I know that. You know, so right there. I mean, yeah, but but Disney had to use the money that the Avengers made to help pay off the John Carter debacle. Well, the thing though with John Carter though is they they started attaching that movie to other movies Disney made that were successful right. as, as a double feature to make some of their money back. Uh, okay. So they did, didn't did lose a lot. They did lose some money, you know, right. kind of thing. But I'm sure Avengers... Jobs were lost. <laughs> ...pretty much, you know, took care of that. Sure. And then, like, you know, then, of course, they buy Star Wars for $4 billion, which is like, okay, Disney's got $4 billion to throw away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what should I buy today? Oh, I know. That's by Lucas. Star Wars. <laughs> uh, let's add that to the collection. You know, with Pixar, Marvel, in, in the next 50 years, they're going to own DC, Apple. <laughs> well, I think Apple's next. I really do. You do? Oh, yeah. 
All those handheld devices, imagine. Think of it like an iPhone 6 in the Disney parks, and it gives you, like, map directions to... That would be sweet. ...rides, ride times. I mean, they do that now with Verizon. They have an app oh, that you okay. can download for free. It used to, used to be charged for, like, 15 bucks, but they got rid of the charge because... Yeah, no one's going to pay I actually bought it, and it is sweet, I have well, to say. Well, I mean, if done right, I mean, let's say, let's say it is. You walk around like a little... If you have an iPod, you can download the app. If not, they hand you, like, a... A little mini iPad right at this point walk around here's your map destination tells you almost like a little mini GPS installed into it and then like as you're walking you can hit a button and it'll give you kind of like the history of the park right you know like while you're standing in front of Space Mountain they'll give you the history while you're waiting in line you know it's almost like a hat check. You stand in line, hear the story about how, you know, whatever history of Space Mountain is. Well it's the same and, and, but then also too the fact is it's like I remember because I was in Disneyland when I tried it out I was in the line for the Matterhorn, right? And mm-hmm. I checked the line for um, the Dumbo ride. And it actually gave you the wait times mm-hmm. of how long it took. So I'm like, well, it's 20-minute wait. So when we're done this ride, you know, like type of thing, mm-hmm. we can head over there, just wait 20 minutes and get on Dumbo, right. you know, kind of thing. Or I could check my reservations, make sure, you know. That's actually a pretty good idea. If I'm standing in line for like uh – you know, I know it's yeah, the MGM Studios. Like, I want to go on Tower of Terror. How right. long's the wait? It's an hour. Well, the Indiana Jones show starts at ten minutes. Go, go see that in the meantime. Right. You know, exactly. Kind of thing. So yeah, it would make sense. But would it be? You know, they want the technology already out there. Why don't they just make their own? Well, they just acquire it. It's a lot easier. Oh, they just buy it. Fine. <laughs> fine. All right. No, we let's we either make an app and sell it in our own little product, or. I know. Let's buy Apple. Right. <laughs> They've all done the homework. Trump change. Trump change. Yeah. Here's $6 billion. Thanks. We already helped them once with the Pixar thing, so why not? <laughs> they owe us. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I think the whole theme park idea, of course, I mean, who wouldn't want to hit Hot World? Right. You know, or sit there and go, oh, look, there's an ad right there in front of you, full size. You're just going to be going, oh, my God. So you could, you could turn Bespin into a nightclub. Yes. Yeah, like exactly. Type of thing. You know, comedy club or something, just anything. But you could have like a pretty decent theme park just with the first trilogy alone. Especially they, they mastered the uh, uh, animatronics. So it's uh. like you could have you could have Yoda sitting on a, on a rock and ask him pondering questions and he can answer you and like interactively because sure. they're, they're doing that now with a lot of puppets oh, yeah? they have the uh, the Muppets and the, the Honey Hudson Bunny Doo and Beaker are riding around on a bike and you could talk to them and they will talk oh. back to you and they like they'll they'll like describe you like type thing nice. now there's somebody of course with a camera of and they're course. shooting you there's probably out. a camera in the eyes of the thing. right and they're, they're they're doing a voice such a great job. but imagine like yeah imagine like, like, they could hire another Hundred thousand people. <laughs> Why not? That'd be such a great job. You know, and you're sitting there. You got to talk like Yoda. Like, mm, the force is strong with you. Force is strong with you. Yes. <laughs> but then again, you know, I'm the kind of guy like, mm, big ass you have. Yes. <laughs> Let's see those knockers. Mm, the breasts are strong in this one. <laughs> yeah, so, I fired first day. <laughs> Uh, you can't do Yoda anymore. But why? <laughs> Can I do Fozzie Bear at least? No. Why not? It's the same thing. It's the same voice. I'll tell better jokes. <laughs> ah, waka, waka, waka. Same voice. 
They'll well, be like, you're, you're, they'll be like, you're a Tuscan Raider. Boom. <laughs> All you can do, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that'd be kind of a neat idea, like a whole theme park. Just, I mean, okay, the one bad aspect of a Disney theme park, the Jar Jar Binks running around. <laughs> Probably get his ass kicked. <laughs> you suck on on the right side. <laughs> <laughs> And it goes down like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> Death today in the first opening of the grand opening of the Star Wars theme park. <laughs> Three Jar Jar Bings died today. Three were badly bruised and two are in the hospital critical condition. And the only reason why it's no, 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 newsworthy is because we noticed no one really cared. Misa Gata Aucha. Shut up and you get hit with the bat again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a world of laughter, a world of hope. <laughs> He's getting beat down like something out of a clockwork orange. <laughs> yeah, that's the downside. But I mean, I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what happens now. You know, kind of. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, they've got they've got that great ride. I mean, they have the the experience now with the the six different. Uh, uh, rides that you go on to so if you get on every shuttle it's right. different type of thing and the, and the 3D is quite excellent I have to say I would have to, make, I would have to go back yeah but uh, I mean the whole idea I mean just I, I, I just oh, there's a money generating machine right there right Star Wars theme park oh Princess Leia's running around in gold bikinis oh of course <laughs> you know, you that, know they... line, that line wouldn't be for kids <laughs> <laughs> all these adult nerds. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I like the test. Princess Leia question. <laughs> Can I get a picture, please? <laughs> <laughs> the new Disney princess, Princess Leia. <sighs> also, through the fact that Disney, that, that particular Disney, sorry, that particular Disney princess was a coke fiend. Right. <laughs> She was all hopped up to her and making those three movies. Tell that to the kid. <laughs> I don't think it really matters. Gold bikini. What? She used to do drugs. A lot of them. Gold bikini. No wonder why she looked so good. She was so thin. She's all hopped up on drugs. I can't eat. I can't eat. I can't eat. <laughs> now, I, did, I didn't read the article, but I did see a, a title, though. It said that they were wondering if they're bringing the characters back. The original cast oh. to episode seven, and I'm thinking, well, of course they were too old. I think, especially Harrison Ford, and well, and that depends. Like, okay, well, they said it was going to be an original story, right? But you know, because everyone's thinking about like um, the one where it's like it, it's possible to do mm-hmm. if you take a chunk out of the New Jedi Order books, where. Han and Leia's kids are older. Right. Um, it's um, the twins and then Anakin, their youngest. Right. And then, um, but for my understanding, because I didn't really read all of them, mm-hmm. um, Anakin gets killed. Right. You know, it becomes like almost like their own like little miniature trilogy because Jason, who's the boy of the twins, he goes to the dark side. It almost becomes like a next Darth Vader kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Anakin, I think, sacrifices himself to save his brother. So there, there's a story there. Well, the thing is, is that I've, 
I didn't read the books myself, but I've somebody who did read the book. You books. call yourself a geek. <laughs> <laughs> Reading takes too long, man. It's too hard. I gotta like like understand words and stuff. It's horrible. Um, but I was it was explained to me seven, eight, and nine because they did write the books out. Somebody actually oh. licensed the uh, Luke's did license them out to write them. Gave the story ideas and said, you know, go ahead. And based on that, the um, is that the Timothy Zahn uh, trilogy? I think so. But uh, the Gee, like the the free. Emperor foretold that the uh, the second Death Star got blown up, so he cloned himself. So the original oh uh, that was a, that was a comic book. Yeah, uh, but they they based off the books, off the right. novels, and uh, that actually uh, Mark Hamill or, or Luke Skywalker, I guess you should say, not Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Maybe he did. Uh, went to the dark side, and he is now the Force. He is the replacement. He, he uh, come okay. to realize, you know, and he was training Jedi and actually tra- trained Leia because she's her sister right. and has the Jedi ability. Well, in the book, she does have a little bit, but not a lot. Right. She's not as strong the Force with Luke. And in the books, they do kind of reference the comic book in the, the that Timothy Zahn trilogy mm-hmm. where – they mention it, but they don't really get too detailed, you know, because I guess they figure, you know, what if you don't read comic books, we'll just say this to right. kind of put it out there, so no one kind of goes, well, what about when Luke turned to the dark side, you know? <laughs> well, you know, there's some major fans out there because I remember when the original trilogy came out on um, DVD, and I was hanging out with a friend of mine, and he was saying. Oh, my my mom read the first three books. I'm like, I didn't even know it was the first three books. Like, I thought that was it, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Because we were kids. And uh, actually, it was no, not, not, I'm sorry, not DVD, VHS. Let's go way back. Well, the only book that <laughs> I knew that was out at the time was Splinter in a Mind's Eye. That kind of took place well, between Star Wars and Empire. Right. You know, where it had to do with Vader finding like a some I don't remember I don't even, I don't even remember reading the book I just remember seeing the cover of it was kind of like a wooded area with a silhouette of Vader like in like a fog with his lightsaber point you know pointed down like you know with uh, I think Luke and Leia kind of in a oh no kind of mm-hmm. pose. You know. Well, the thing was that the uh, it based from what we were told like before even the first three movies were made you know kind right. of the original the, the new trilogy. <laughs> That uh, Obi Wan Kenobi fought Anakin Skywalker or Darth Vader, yeah. you know, kind of thing, on, in a volcano. So <gasps> when they did that in the third movie, it's just like, wow, I guess it was true. Like, I, you know, because you always hear stuff, you always hear rumors, like, right. oh, was, this happened or that happened. Like, even the stuff I just said, it's like, I don't know if it's really true, but that's what I heard, you know, right. kind of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, I think the whole um, Vader Obi Wan fight was actually mentioned by by Lucas himself because mm-hmm. he said you know like because this is chapter 4, 5, and 6 that he actually wrote chapters 1 through 12 or actually at, at one point it was 1 through 9 versus 1 through 12 it depends on what year it was or mm-hmm. when it hit so he did mention that in the third chapter of this nine part epic I guess you can kind of call it at this point right Vader became Vader because him and Anakin fought at one point on a, and he was badly burned. You right. Know, he actually said how it happened. Right. So whether or not someone was reading a transcript of that conversation or someone put out like a little novella of it, I, I don't know. Some some geek out there with more 
time and effort probably he's already known that. You know? Right, and well, and also too the fact is I also did learn at one point reading an article that Lucas, when he wrote the the original trilogy, had the ideas for all nine. Right, but he just because he he's like, well, I got to start somewhere, and I'm going to start with episode four because I think that's the most or the best one out of right. all of them, the New Hope. And he, that's where he started. And the thing is, is that he had the original ideas for one through and three, but he never wrote the stories. Right. And as well as seven, eight, nine. So a lot of the stuff that we hear is basically his script right, his, writings, you know, his his notes, yeah. as it were, you know, his scribbles. That this is the ideas he had. So whether they will come true or not, is remain to be seen. I think personally, I think Disney isn't gonna is gonna try really hard not to screw the pooch right out the gate. Right, I think they're going to try to be as accommodating to Lucas's ideas right. for the for the for, for the next trilogy. Right, you know, I think that that if they're going to be like the film thing, I think that they're going to go. We're going to consult him with his ideas where where he thinks it's going to go. He's not writing the three movies. He's not direct, directing the three movies, but he's going to be the consultant. Mm-hmm. So if I'm writing and I gotta go, oh, what the hell should I do? What would Chewie do in this situation? <laughs> hey, George, uh, Chewie, I'm, he's he's sitting playing cards. What do I say? Like you know, <laughs> okay. WWCD. Yeah. What would Chewie do? Kind of like that. Or if they do go with, does it, like from what I remember when when the books were coming out, the Timothy Zane books. Mm-hmm. Lucas said um, he had, I guess, on the license or in his head, like whenever he was doing the Lucas Arts thing, you know, for Star Wars, he said, "This is the timeline you can use." I had, like, between Episode Three and Episode Four was eighteen years. Mm-hmm. Between Episode Six and Episode Seven is, I think, twenty-five years. Right. So in that gap between the 25 years, you can do whatever you want to do. And that's as long as you don't touch any time from this point on. Mm-hmm. You know, which is the reason why you have all these books about like, the Timothy Zahn books, which just take place, I think, almost like a year or two after Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, which, you know, again, the find out the fate of Chewie. So if they do decide to bring back a Chewie character or Chewie himself, it would have to be before that timeline. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's literally going to be like, uh, I, I don't really foresee them pulling in Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie. I don't think you're going to see anybody from 3, 4, and 5. Really? I don't think so. I, I think it's going to be slim. You maybe, maybe, Luke, uh, we call it Luke. I think Mark Hamill probably has the biggest chance of being in this movie than any out of any of them. Because, let's face it, Harrison is old. Right. I mean, yeah, he looks good. He can still pull an Indy off. Can he pull a Han? Probably could. I mean, it's, it's Harrison Ford. I, I go, you know, he wants to do an old Han Solo? Sure, let's see what he's like. He'll probably just be old and grumpier. Yeah, but also, too, like with the magic of Disney, mm-hmm. I mean, look at Tron. I mean, when they did Clue versus um, uh, you know, Kevin Flynn. And how young he looked because of all the, the 3D uh, or special effects that they did for him and made his face look so young and they made yeah. him like he could never age. But in a way, though, it, you know, but there was always something. Every time you saw Clue, there was always something a little off because it was a digital. Yeah, image. but I think, I think that technology is getting better 
And because I, I mean, you you do that comparison now, and then go to the Matrix, you, Matrix three, I think. It was. No, right. two. It was, and how he looked. He looked fake when he was fighting all of those right. Smiths, Agent Fist Smiths, and fighting you, spinning the bar uh, around. The third one. I know, but yeah, that was in two when he were he was meeting um, uh, the Oracle. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Gotcha. And then, and then, like she was, she changed because the original right. actress passed away, and then they had to bring her in. And um, when they did that, and all these Agent Smiths were coming out, and he had to fight them off, right. basically. And there was points that's like, of course, you can't have a thousand it, guys. You know, they I mean they had guys that looked like him somewhere right. to fight, and they digitally enhanced his image. But there's points where he's doing these super moves. And it looks so cartoony. Right. But I mean, I was so blown away by it, but I didn't really care. I was right. like, oh, You're you know. Going, hey, it's kind of a neat shot. Yeah. Even though we know it's not, it's an animated, you know, Neo. Right. And then and then going from that to the Tron with Clue, it was a major step up yes. in that technology. I'm, I'm not saying that, that the technology out there isn't, isn't going to be better tomorrow than it is today. I just don't think, like, okay, I, I mean, Carrie Fisher aged well, but she... I, can't I disagree. See. Well, I mean, her face still looks. I mean, she's still, she's still herself. But right. I mean, I, I, she put on weight. You know, she would have to like. I don't think. Plus, I don't know. Like, would Carrie Fisher really go want to go back to the well? I mean, one of the articles I read today was that a year ago, they, they for some reason, I guess, whenever they mentioned Star Wars, you got to pull out, you know, the, the original three. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and the only one who actually does any interviews are Luke. I mean, are, are Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. Right. Harrison's, he puts it, everything, whatever he's done, he's done with, and he moves on. Right. So for him to come back to play Han Solo, I think it's going to be slim to none. Because he's Mr. As long as the story is good, blah, blah, blah. I mean, look at, look at, he got talked into doing the fourth Indiana Jones film. And because that tanked, you sure as shit know they're not going to do a five. If they do a five, he's going to be a small bit, and they're going to be going to whoever they decide for the next indie. Mm-hmm. Or go back even further and go, this is Indy the Teen Years. Dun, 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 dun. Well, they already did that the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles TV right. show. Right, but then that's his, what, his teenage years? Mm-hmm. Well, what about his mid-20s? Well, I, also you know? the fact, too, is just that they could still do the, the characters, but recast them with different actors. I, you know what? I, again, I, I... See, again, I think it's touchy because... How do I put it this way? I mean, because if you... If they, they want to make an original story, mm-hmm. if they're going to do that and incorporate Han, Luke, Leia, you know, people are going to want to see Han, Luke, and Leia. They're not going to settle with, they're not going to settle for, you know, Shia LaBeau playing Han Solo. <laughs> you know, to, or, you know, like, you know, just to kind of out there, or Selena Gomez as Princess Leia. Because you know what? Everybody's going to want to have that role. Right. You know, and they're going to go with whoever's hot at the moment, because that's Disney. Disney will put... I don't know. I think Disney is known to make their... Whatever brand they have, they push it hard. Hannah Montana, iCarly, all yeah, those. Yeah, but the thing is, is that like a lot of their a lot of their big movies like that, they kind of shy away because they know like how nerds are and how geeks are with it. And they're like, you know, if we put Hannah Montana in it or we put... You know Selena Gomez. Right. People are gonna go. Ugh, it sucked because they had a Disney well, hot remember, star in there. Remember and, you know, the rumor that Justin Timberlake was gonna be in uh, Attack of the Clones? Yeah. You know how people were bitching about that, right. he, and it wasn't even supposed to be like a major character. He wanted to be a um, an extra, 
you know, it was one of the, like in the big battle when they're all fighting in that arena. Right. Supposedly it was going to be him. He was going to be one of the Jedi's that were fighting around in the background with a sword. That's all he wanted. But people gave gave Lucas shit about that too. Right. So I don't think that if they do pull anybody, it would be Mark Hamill. I think to be the old wise Jedi teacher, that could work. Right. I right. can't. You know, like where's Han? Where's Leia? You know what? They can just reference the books and say they're on a diplomatic mission because she's still running the the government, you know, kind of thing. I don't think they're ever going to do that. I I, I think they're going to end their kind of like they're 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 gone, like they passed away, you know, kind of uh, thing. I, I maybe maybe not, but then how do you can explain? Well, I guess Luke because he's all in the Force, he could be nine hundred years old like Yoda kind right. of thing. But you know, I always kind of felt that the reason why Yoda lasted for nine hundred years is because that's the race. Right, I didn't you think know. it was the Jedi ability, which yeah. is the, you know, because the humans did age, you right. know, you know, when uh, they count Dooku, uh, uh, I forget the actor's name. <laughs> uh, we call it Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, you know, they, I mean, he, he, he played an older guy, and you knew, like, his time was coming, like, right. kind of thing, and it's just like, well, you know, I mean, Anakin did kill him in the in the story, you know, but Cut I think, head. <laughs> but I think that if it, he wouldn't have been. 340 years old, you know, right, being but, a Jedi, but, you know. But I think, I think my whole point was that when a year ago, like we found out that this week, apparently according to an interview with Mark Hamill, Lucas actually called Hamill and Fisher in to like go out to lunch because they still all friendly and all. Right. And Lucas said, this is my, this is what I'm going to do. I'm mm-hmm. going to think about retiring, think about selling the company and mentioned it to them you know that he's. This is what he, he kind of had. A, a, he was going to retire soon. Hamill also admit that he was completely blown f- fabricated with the fact that Disney bought it. He was excited about it. Right. But I don't think it's his excited about it because he's. It's Mister. Oh, I might have a job again as Luke Skywalker because I'm not doing anything. Because most people forget about all the shit that he does do. You know. Right. All the voiceover work he does. Or the fact that he doesn't really need to act anymore because he makes so much money from voiceover works. And he also had, he admitted himself that he actually got a, he gets a percentage of the toys that were made. Mm-hmm. He said it himself. So it's like, well, you know what? If, if he, he can retire on the Star Wars name alone in toy merchandise, so why does he need to act? Right. You know, bring him in for a new, for a new movie to kind of connect three, you know, six and seven but have him be, like, as a, a mentor, as a teacher. Right. You know, you can have a couple action sequences. I don't know what happens to him in the book, so I know he's still around, so you can't kill him off, but you can have him go into hiding. Right. And then use the class that he was teaching, whatever, not to be the new group for whatever that idea Lucas had for the second... Really, and I guess it's probably the, the, their big concern. I mean, of course, we're all just... We're all right now. Second guessing everything just yeah. based on the the information we, we have. But I mean it's I think to them it's like I think they'd be a little bit worried about not having the original cast in there in a full not three movie series because everybody loves the original three. Right. They're not too crazy about the first three. There's so many different ways you can look at it. it depends yeah. who you ask, you know, George Binks is one, you know, the whole you know, not knowing the original you know, characters and all, and getting familiar with them. Some of the characters were actually a lot scarier to to kids type of thing really? because, well, I mean the the whole bugs in episode two and the the attack of the clones when they were in that arena pit. Some of the kids uh, were actually yeah. were scared of those bugs. And, and General Groovy is gonna be kind of scary too, right? You know, know, type of thing. Yeah, and it's just like so. It's like 
So are they going to issue the, you know, You're afraid address those concerns and go, okay, well, we got to make it more family friendly type of thing. I mean that, but that's the thing. Like, how much do, how much of a role is Disney going to play in this? Are they just going to let them Lucas mm. Ltd. do it? You know, you're a division of Disney, but you're your own entity. entity, and you guys just do the movies. We'll go through it, and if there's something we feel that it's not, you know, because Disney does listen to the audience, you know, like type of thing. Sure, but there I- was there was like the the Matterhorn or the um, the Yeti in uh, in Animal Kingdom. He was really scary, and it was actually think they actually toned him down. Because they wanted people to go on the ride, right. they wanted kids to go on the ride, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, but okay, I'm going to say it this way: I think that Disney. I mean, here we are again, trying to be you know armchair quarterbacks as far as corporations go. I think Disney knows that they have a, a reliable brand that they yeah they can step, step back, but also they that's the reason why they made Touchstone Pictures, so they can get away. So like any films that were made under Touchstone could be more adult oriented. Right, could be you know so like yeah it may be a Disney corporation but you're not but you might not see the Disney logo before a long time ago in a galaxy far far away. Okay, you know I think that that might be like okay we'll outsource it to one of our other parent com- our other kid companies like Touchstone or the you know like ABC Pictures or whatever the hell you know corporations they have out there rather than you see the Disney logo and go Disney you know you know the whole. That whole thing, I don't think you're gonna. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's some guy salivating, you know, right now in front of a computer putting the Disney logo, you know, doing some kind of, you know, like geek animation of the whole Disney uh, castle thing and then fading black, fading to black and seeing a long time ago in a galaxy, a galaxy far, far away. But I don't think Disney as a corporation is going to go, you know what? We know that there's going to be high action, this sci fi action adventure, and, you know, like, well, look at Marvel. It didn't have the Disney logo before it. Right. So I think that they, you can work around that. I think as far as rides go, because, you know, figure this way. Disney will make cartoons. They'll make cartoon movies. They'll, you know, they could do a TV show. Because, again, they're talking about the live-action TV show. Mm-hmm. You know, so they have other ways to be able to kind of tone that down and still kind of go, here's the Star Wars. You know, we all know love. We don't want to touch that because... Right. You know, if it's scary, it's scary. If it's not, it's not. You know, I mean, bringing it on the same token, I was 13 when I first learned that a haunted, you know, the haunted mansion. You know, my sister was three. You know, and yeah, even though the ghosts were kind of all goofy looking, technically they were still ghosts. You know, my sister still was kind of freaked out when we go by that that part where all the like, back then it was you know 83, so it was it was just a visual effect of passing by the the mirror. And seeing the ghost sitting in between me and my sister, mm-hmm. and her just kind of looking over, like, wait, 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 I see a person between me and my brother, mm-hmm. but when I go and look at my brother, I don't see anything. You just kind of freaked out a little bit at three. Right. But it was still kind of like, oh, it's just a gag, kid. Come on, suck it up. Walk it off, kid, kind of thing. <laughs> <clears throat> so, I mean, it's... Right now, everyone's kind of still, I think, kind of the geek world is kind of reeling a little bit, kind right. of going, Wait, what just happened? We woke up in a world where now Disney now owns R2. Like, what the hell's going on? But I think, too, it also depends on the age of the person who has an opinion because you and I went to the original trilogy as kids. Right. Where some kids' first trilogy experience is... One, two, and one, three. One, two, and three. And then when they look at four, five, and six, they go... 
these movies suck. <laughs> you know, because they're like they're looking at it, going, "Okay, I see the X-wing, but it's in space, and nothing really kind of, uh, you know." In a digital world, you're going analog movies, right? So it's like kids nowadays are just like, eh, that's, I don't know, we're making, we're making a big deal about it. Oh, Han Solo, do you shoot for Disney? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, who cares because the movie itself sucked. I'm like, hey, you know, you got a point. Like, when you're seven years old and you're in front of the screen going, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, when you're four in your 40s and you're looking at it and you're going, you know what, Star Wars actually kind of sucked as a movie. Was, really? I hate that movie. I hate it. I mean, I can, you know, I mean, I know I'm probably going to lose a stripe on my badge of geekdom, but every time Luke Skywalker's on screen, I just wanted to go, oh my God, quit your whining. Like, <laughs> I just want, to, I mean, because I, 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 as goofy as it sounds, I identified with Han. Right. You know, he was the, the pirate, the guy who kicked ass, take names, he'd run in, run back out. To for me, the moment they got to Mos Eisley, and they hired Han and Chewie, that to me is when the movie became fun. Because you had the humor between, it became like two guys who really don't belong there. Right. You know, and then at the end, he kind of comes around going, eh, nothing else better to do. I mean, you get, you know, you're all clear, kid, I'll explore this thing and go home. And I'll walk away with the idea going, you guys wouldn't have done it without me. Like, right. <laughs> okay, well, and here's the question for you then. Now, if you watch the movies and you see Han, does that make you go, ugh, you know, like, that's, it still sucks? Or is that, like, still take you back and go, this is what makes the movie for me? Like, this every, still... Every time I watch the movies, it's, it's that moment. Because it does, it does bring you back. Those little triggers in your head go back to the, you know, when, I'm a, when I was seven years old in a theater in Canada with broken air conditioning, watching that movie and then kind of being like, okay, I don't know what I'm watching. But the moment the Han came on and his whole interaction, shooting Greedo first, walking out, throwing the money, sorry about the mess, he was just a badass. Right. And then, so the second movie, he still had, he was a little more polished of a badass because now he, you know, he had a woman involved, so he's trying to be more and more swagger to try to impress her. Mm -hmm. And then by the third movie, it's like, wait, that guy's your brother? I'm in. Like, <laughs> he didn't have to do anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of. So, I mean, and every time I see Han, it was always that moment where it's like, I love that character. He's great. And anytime like, Empire, I could fast forward right through the Dagobah stuff. I'm just like, boring, 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 boring. Han, I mean, like... <laughs> but you could still, it's the thing, you could still watch those scenes still, today. Yeah, I could still watch At it. least it's the Han parts and go, okay, I'm, I'm yeah, a man. Uh, it yeah. doesn't matter. Like, okay. I mean, because I... I I can take those moments and flash back, but if I didn't flash back to those moments, I can still go, I still love Han Solo. Han Solo is the template for a lot of the anti-heroes that you see today. Right. You know, same with Luke Skywalker. He's a template for a lot of actors you see in movies that you see now. That whole, oh, I feel like my life's not going anywhere. All of a sudden, oh, really? Bang. Intergalactic war. <laughs> Save everybody. <laughs> you know, that's kind of like, and, and Princess Leia being the only girl in the flick, it was just kind of like, it looked like a bunch of guys running around shooting, going pew, 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 pew. <laughs> oh, we gotta wait. Oh, go. sorry guys, my sister wants to play here. Pew, pew, pew. No, you can't shoot him. He's a good guy. <laughs> kind of how like, like Leia kind of felt to me a little bit. <laughs> you know? 
My sister's got a play. Mom says she's got to come with us. Oh, man. It's going to suck. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> so, you know. And then the third, the first, well, the second trilogy, you know, I look, try to be open, as open-minded as I can. And I was like, Jar Jar Binks, I don't know, it didn't really bother me. You know, he annoyed me. It didn't bother me. Like I, it's like, I don't... Him being in the film didn't ruin the film for me. Mm-hmm. What ruined the film for me was Anakin's shitty acting. The kid. Okay. I mean, I understand you want a certain look for the kid and all that stuff like that, but the kid was a relative nobody. Right. You know, they had a cast cause of gazillions of kids. You're trying to, that's the best you can come with. Because Lucas wasn't looking at acting ability, he was looking at how the kid's going to look on screen. How well, he visualized how young Anakin Skywalker should look. Right, and and, and, uh, and I agree with you on that aspect, but I think also, too, that it was a, a major difficulty because Georgia Binks wasn't really there. You know, right. he's trying to act, overact a little bit because there are scenes, like, especially that scene where they're sitting, uh, waiting for the dust storm to, to go by. And they're sitting there, and George Binks is shooting his tongue out, grabbing like the yes. apple-looking things, and he's trying to overact because he's got to realize that there's another character that's not there that they're going to digitally enhance right. in later, you know, kind of thing. So he's trying to get his words across, and I'm sure being, I guess, eight years old, I'm imagining eight to ten in that that age bracket type right. of thing. It's like I know a lot of eight to ten year olds, you know, and they're not going to be Oscar-winning actors, you know, kind sure, of thing. Great. So it's like if he had less lines, maybe that would have been better. But there was aspects that of, of those movies, like you know, as a whole, like you are taking Han Solo out of the original three and enjoying the movie that way. Right. For me, the the new trilogy, the newer trilogy, I should say, um, they there was aspects of those movies that I was blown away by, like the whole pod racing scene. You know, like, it's kind of like reminiscence of the old 50s drag race type of thing with these loud motors going off with the rockets connected to a... best association is Ben-Hur, the chariot race in Ben-Hur. You know, where they're going around. That, to me, was a podcast. I I love the podcast stuff. I mean, the podcast, the pod pod racing stuff. Um, (laughs) They go around and talk and talk and talk. talk. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. I think, too, they sold the Darth Maul aspect. You know? Right. And I felt like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be badass, better than Darth Vader. Because this is the guy who basically comes before Vader. Right. Making the biggest badass on the face of the galaxy. And they cut him in half and ditch him in out of a well at the end of the movie. And you're like, son of a bitch! <laughs> I would love to see him in two and three. I would love to see him in two, three, four, five, six. Digitally throw him in the background of, of something. <laughs> you know? Because he was so good as a character. I mean, granted, I understand it was mostly like, you know, him bouncing around like a, you know, rabbit. See, see the other thing, though, is, is that he's like kind of like the henchman of the, well, he is the henchman of the, the emperor. Right. Kind of thing. And granted, I really would like to see him continue on in the one movie. But the thing is, is like Boba Fett in, in episode two. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Sorry. You know, and that's another level of character that people can relate to. And I actually liked Boba Fett. He was like one of my favorite characters because it's like, old, like 15, you, you have this time. you have this action figure where you're a kid and you're like, when the hell was he in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of thing. It he wasn't until like fifteen minutes of time. 
He wasn't in the first. If you watch the original first three movies in the original cut yes. format, he's not in the movie. I know. <laughs> Except for in in the Return of the Jedi, would he see when he takes? Uh, or, no, he is. I'm sorry. No, it. He's in Empire. He is an Empire. But he's in Empire. Doesn't really say anything. He's in it for like 10, 15 minutes tops. Then you throw him in Jedi, and then what happens to him? He gets slams himself to the side of his skip and gets eaten. <laughs> He you gets know? he gets dumped into another hole. He gets dumped to another well. <laughs> like they don't like him. We're putting him in a hole. <laughs> but the, the thing, what's weird about it though, is that I mean, obviously, Boba Fett actually does come back, you know, in in a series of books, right? You know, and and Darth Maul is actually now back in the Clone Wars TV show, right? Yeah, you know, of course, he's you know mechanical from the waist down. He's got like spider legs and stuff like that, right? It doesn't really do it for me because I'm like, how much of a badass is he? Because you know one. Why? <laughs> well, well, getting back to my original point, let's explain the Boba Fett effect of it. Is in episode two, he was that whole scene in Coruscant where he's playing like as the like kind of like they're trying to get rid of um, Padme, okay, you know, kind of thing. And the two Jedi have to now go and find him, basically. And I love that whole scene where he's kind of like, like he has the hired another hired bounty hunter to try and kill her. And then, so he doesn't look like, you know, they're going to go after him. He, they, he hired somebody else. Like, oh, nope, she's the killer. Like, right. get her. Like, kind of thing. That whole, like, devious way of doing it was really cool. You mean Django Fett, don't you? Was it Django Fett? In the, the first trilogy? That's right. It was Django Fett. Oh, my Fett. God. <laughs> yeah, my no memory. Instead. Wow, you got a Swiss cheese memory, buddy. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, either way. It, the uh, whole, the it whole, still works. The whole Fed family line. No, no, it works. The Fed family line works. I just like, Boba Fett wasn't in the set. Well, he kind of right, was he, a kid. Yeah, kid, right. Because at the end, he's holding his dad's severed head in the helmet going, I'm going to take this helmet. <laughs> and, the, and then the scene where, where uh, Obi-Wan is following them through the asteroid and he's using those sonic grenades. Yes. That was just like ear-shattering in the theater when you heard it. To me, that was a really impressive scene, you know, like kind of thing. How he's like trying to get rid of this Jedi by using these sonic right. grenades and it's just like... And it's like... Wow. <laughs> and it's like, holy crap, that's a... <laughs> the audience is now deaf. <laughs> I mean, look at... Those action sequences, I love. I mean, like I'm a guy. It's 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 you know visual orgasm. Just like hum hum, hum. eat my popcorn. Hum 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 hum. hum. Give me more explosions. Hum hum hum. You know. But when it came to the acting ability, I didn't like the kid. I mean, I understand. You know, he's acting against nothing. Right. You could have gotten for the kid who maybe was a little better at pretend. Right. Know? Then. uh Killing off Darth Maul to me, it was like you had the biggest badass, the guy who could have been the bigger badass than Vader, because you're trying to find the rise of Vader. I really would have liked to have seen like maybe more of a of a like him in two or three, like you know, try to be as 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 imposing as Vader was in the original. Oh, I could see him in two movies at least. You know, killing sure. at the end of Attack of the Clones. Sure, because at the end, you, the third movie, all you really were waiting for is Obi Wan and Anakin going at it. Right. It was. An hour and a half of me going, let's go, let's go. I, I paid my ten bucks. I want to see it. We know we know it's coming. We know how it ends. We know now. Show it to me. Right. You know, and that is the best uh, fight scene I think I've ever seen. It was just in any Star Wars movie. It was that the two of them just going toe to toe with explosions, lava. At the end, when he's in 
cut almost in half, burnt to a crisp, yelling, I hate you. It's like, oh, you just go, oh, man, I believe him. Right. It's the only time he actually acted. <laughs> you know? Well, again, I mean, that was this, this, the Christian Hayden. Yeah, Hayden uh, Christensen. Hayden Christensen. I knew it was close. You're close. And, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I kind of agree with you because some of his acting scenes with Panama, I mean, he was just like some of the anger he portrayed because, you know, he was, and it's like, I guess it's kind of hard to really convey because I guess in a way he was always tempted by the dark side. Like, I guess that's what sure. you're trying to portray through it. But the thing is, is that it just, he just sounded like he was ticked. Like, to me, you he know, just sounded like an emo, an emo cutter. Uh, I want to be a Jedi. How come they won't let me be a Jedi? You're mean. Kind of, that's all the, I don't think he was whining too much. I think, he was I, just, I think he was just like, they're not letting me on the council. Like, just that he anger. Didn't, he didn't, he didn't per, you know, I guess I never got that, in, that emotional anger from him. I got more of a, like, like how Luke Skywalker was in the very first movie. Was that, oh, I want to go to Taki Station, with, you know, to shoot Wampas. When, when? There was that kind of same mirror image in Anakin where it's like... Father and son. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, maybe that's the connection that, that Lucas was looking for, that Anakin and Luke are very much alike, which is the reason why it was. you feel it that by the sixth movie, maybe Luke could be turned. Like, because of he is so much like his father. See, that's the thing. I never really got that. You he, you know, they set up all the parallels. They hit you in the face with the cutting off the hand. Right. Luke being whiny in the in the first movie about going, but I want to be a fighter pilot. <laughs> but I want to be a Jedi kind of thing. You know, you just kind of got that whiny, you're not giving me what I need to become what you say I should be. Like, uh, Anakin's big thing is was you're supposed to bring balance to the Force. Oh, well... And to do that, you need to be a Jedi. But we're going to stop you from being a Jedi because we don't think you got what it takes. But then you parallel that with Luke, with you know him going to Dagobah and trying to trying to find a fast track to being a Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, just like Anakin was trying to find the fast track to being a Jedi as well. You know, so then Vader cuts off Luke's hand. Luke cuts off Vader's hand. You know. <laughs> It just to me, like, I, I understand the, the parallels and I understand the theme of it. I just think that the acting ability in the in the first three, the second three, really were more emo-ish, and it could be because of the time. Maybe if maybe if I saw Anakin back when I was seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, from seven to thirteen, maybe my opinion would be different because these three movies really weren't made for me. Mm-hmm. The new ones, they were made for the next generation, and the next generation are filled with emo, whiny kids who listen to pop music, you know? <laughs> Let's alienate all our audience. No, I mean, I'm sure we probably gained a few, but you go, burn the pop down, you know? <laughs> Not that I don't disagree with you, but... <laughs> I, I just, that, that to me is, just, is my opinion. I mean, I, and they never really had that Han Solo trigger, in the, the original trilogy, the, the second trilogy, mm-hmm. Obi Wan kinda a little bit, you know, a little bit of a rebel, kind of. But he he felt too like it's, it's funny for the Jedi Order to be all this. They always have these prim proper kind of rules and strict guidelines. 
But yet, whenever they're away from the council, Obi-Wan's kind of always like, yeah, let's do whatever you want to do. Just, <laughs> eh, whatever. Let's just roll with it. Yeah, just roll with it. You know? <laughs> but, you know, I mean, so the next trilogy, I, 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 again, going in eyes open, not narrow-minded, I mean, I mean, like I did with the second trilogy, and just kind of like, see where they go with it, because, like I said, look what happened with John Carter. We saw that. Yes. As, you know, we thought, we, all the trailers were like, ugh, who wants to see that movie? Then when we finally sat down to watch it, it was a pretty decent movie. Right. So maybe I kind of learned my lesson a little bit to kind of go, you know what? Maybe Disney knows what they're doing. Let's try to be open-minded about it and stop being so stick in the mud. Because in the end, it really does come down to entertaining masses where I find what I find entertaining might not be entertaining to the next person. Right. So you try to find that, you know, there's always going to be that conflict because some people think that the first the, the first trilogy is the end-all, be-all, and some people think the second trilogy is the end-all, be-all, but I think that has to do with who the audience is at the time. All right. Well, the thing is, is that I always, I think that with Disney, there is so much more open opportunities because they have so much more technology that Lucas probably could have created if he had the opportunity sure. and the time kind of thing. And Disney has it at their disposal right now. So they're not only getting the Lucas stuff, but they're also getting other avenues that they've worked on for so many years at perfecting. And they, they know and they can pull from any part, theme parks, other movies, cartoons, so many different ways of doing this. And that's what's going to be really great. It's just that this universe is going to be so wide open yes. that I don't even think I'm not, you know, I'm, I, at times I'm thinking I don't even care if the original cast is in there right. because it's just going to be so mind blowing. You know, and they know how to take it to the next level. They they're thinking ten years from now, right? Right now, you know, kind of thing. Imagine what they're going to be doing by the time they start filming this movie. Let me put the way another way of looking at it too is what Lucas has created will outlive anybody in will outlive you and I, Mm -hmm. anybody listening to this, and anybody's kids listening to this. He actually created what could be generations of stories. Right. You know, and that's something that's impressive. But forget the Star Wars aspect. Just think of the animation department between Pixel uh, and, we call it, Pixel art and Industrial Light Magic coming together to do something. I mean, forget the Star Wars. Forget anything that you might... Forget the Star Wars universe itself. Just look at those two companies, what Pixar does on its own and what ILM does on its own. Can you imagine when the two of them in the same room, what they could pull off? Yeah. I mean, forget it. You're not even going to need actors at this point. Right. That's, you know? I, I always I always thought that, too. It's just like pretty much like you could get Harrison Ford to play Han yeah. Solo, but Han, he's not acting. He's just doing voiceover work, and it looks so real. Like, it's just like... Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could literally now at this point do, okay, you have the new trilogy... But now let's get Pixar and ILM to come together to tell the stories that are in the books. You know, let's let's start taking it like how DC takes their, you know, their animation department and creates the stories. Let's start doing that with the Star Wars novels, where you can have Han, Leia, and Chewie, and all those age. Get pay them the money they want to get paid, so you can have Mark Hamill be the voice of Luke Skywalker, Harrison Ford. You know. And uh, Luke, stop. You know, you could have him be on as a 60-year-old man. 
Okay. You know, you can have Carrie Fisher be as thin as she wants to be, right. as hot as she wants to be, but as soon as you hear that voice, you go, that's Princess Leia. Right. You know, Anthony Daniels, I'm sure he does nothing but this voice of 3PO. Right. R2 is a bunch of bells and whistles. As long as you got the right tracks, you can do it. It could be amazing. Right. You know, you don't need the actual physical person if you got their voice. And at some point in time, someone's going to be able to do an impersonation of Luke Skywalker or Harrison Ford. You know. Okay, well, I'm going to wrap this up now because we can go on on for hours talking about this <laughs> and, and have many great discussions. But I think for now we're going to think. So we'll hopefully see you next week. Enjoy. I'm Sean. And I'm Ed. Have a week. Good. <laughs>